You are listening to Mike Seminary and Friends, a Q1 Network production. Gosh, you've probably listened to enough of my podcasts to be in pain or misery, but more importantly, to be informed about things that have been important to me during my life. And music, performance, the arts have always been very, very important to me, in large part because of my mother and her encouragement along the way. I've been in plays, musicals, had my own rock and roll band. I still perform a little bit. But I really love watching people do their thing, whether it's on the stage in a rock and roll band or a theater or elsewhere as they're performing some form of art, whether it's a musical or a theatrical production. A little while ago, some friends of mine invited me to join them for a local production of Jersey Boys. I've, I had heard a lot about Jersey Boys. I'm of the age where I was very familiar with Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, old enough to know that when I fell in love with rock and roll, that's kind of when those guys were going to be kind of a thing of the past because the British invasion came and it came like a tidal wave. And a lot of those really talented folks, if they weren't switching to rock and roll, British invasion style, it was hard. It was hard to stand out. But there's no denying that the Four Seasons and Frankie Valley to this day have a profound impact on um, the music scene in our country, actually globally. They produced and recorded some absolutely monster hits. The performance I saw was absolutely stunning. The music, the actors, everybody was absolutely on their game. And I couldn't have been more thrilled to be in the audience that night. Well, today I am really, really excited and thrilled and blessed, frankly, to have Frankie Valley. I, I mean, I literally, I have Frankie Valley on Mike Seminary and Friends in the name of Dylan Sperlin. Dylan, welcome to Mike Seminary and Friends. It's great to see you. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. How did a, a guy from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, originally, feel about playing this iconic Italian guy, Frankie Valley? Oof. It was uh, that's, that's got to be my first question, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, it was quite the it was quite the big bite to to take off. I'll tell you, it was immediately. I the the director reached out to me and they were like, "Hey, we want to we want to make sure that we have a, a Frankie. We want to do Jersey Boys. We want to make sure we have a Frankie. Would you consider?" And I was like, "Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one hundred percent in. I mean, I grew up I grew up listening to their music. I remember being like." literally like six years old and hearing sherry and just having my mind blown because it was that blend that guy singing so high i was like oh my goodness what is what is all this and i was very very i was very excited to do it but i also knew right away that this was going to be a beast it was going to be a huge huge undertaking of of songs there's 
think there's like 28 or 38 honestly i don't remember because it's it's just all blends together but songs you got to memorize for it and you get like maybe two scenes off stage as frankie it was <laughs> it's it was a big it was a big undertaking but man when i tell you i was over the moon about it about being asked to do frankie valley i was i was calling my mom right away i was like mom 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 you won't believe it you won't believe it <laughs> i was <laughs> i was jazzed i was jazzed it was it's a dream role for me for sure i saw it a few years ago in fargo um a touring company came through my uh, old high school theater director took me and he was like he was like you need to do this and i was like god i wish i wish i could do this this is it might it might be one of my favorite shows of all time in all honesty just for the way that it it is a musical but it's also like a biopic musical it's an interesting like subgenre of musical and it's so it it's like a yeah yeah it's it's just a love of my it's a love of my life and mm -hmm. i'm i'm so glad to have been a part of it i could ask you so many questions about everything you just said but <laughs> yeah. well, i'll just say two things one your observation your comments about it's it's a musical but it's more than that it mm -hmm. it, it it's one of those musicals where the storyline is so powerful Right. There's so much information mm -hmm. that it almost didn't seem like a musical. Right. Well, yeah, there were lots there were lots of music. It was like mm -hmm. nonstop music. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the story is so well told. Yeah. Um and if and I didn't know much about those guys. Right. I, right. I, I had no idea I did <laughs> they were kind of uh well, at least one of them. Uh, he was organized crime guy. I mean, right, right. Just, it felt like it is, right? Yeah, it was in his blood. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the chemistry, the, the mm -hmm. chemistry of your cast, mm -hmm. really the whole team, was mm -hmm. amazing. So, mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions about you, what you do I'm besides ready. this, but I, I got to ask you a couple questions yeah, 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 about yeah. just the preparation for that particular performance. When did you find out that you well, well when were you asked mm -hmm. how long did it take you to pre prepare for your character and then mm -hmm. how much time did you collectively did, did the team or the cast have to perform before the, we saw you those right. three questions there go for it the um I originally got asked, I think it was, it was either the end of March or the beginning of April, or it might've, I think it was at the beginning of March. Um, and I just instantly started listening to the soundtrack. I, cause I knew that was going to be like my Bible for the next, <laughs> next few months. I knew that I was going to be just picking apart the, the score and just trying to memorize as much as I could from the get go. So I really started, I really started listening to the music, but I mean, the nice part of it was as well is so much of this music is just instilled in not only myself but you know music <laughs> so it was very easy for me to it was it was not very easy it was i am fortunate that i had listened to a lot of the four season stuff beforehand and so i really started hitting the ball pretty or i hit the ground running when i got back to because i'm i'm i was located down in phoenix when i originally got asked for this and i had planned to come back to minnesota for the summer 
anyway because i because of several reasons but this being the main one was this opportunity and so i started probably right i mean we we all started practices in like the middle of may it was right after mother's day and i wasn't able to be back right away but i came back about a week later and man those guys were already tight those like the cast it was crazy we would sit down to we had like a read through when i got back and then the next day was like a vocal rehearsal and these guys had already had like so much memorized so much so much already just like snapped into them and it it just it, that that showed me how like how serious everyone was taking this and i was like heck yeah let's let's sink our teeth into this let's really get into this and like bite off as much of this show as we can you know and so we started we started at the the middle right after mother's day and we only had had that until opening until the end of end of june to get that so we had like a month and a half to really throw everything together and it was it was it was a blast the one thing the one reason i love summer theater though is it is so so fast like you get you get your time with the show and when you have your time with the show it is nothing but time with the show like you are dedicated to the show you are outside of the show going over lines going over songs going over the dance moves so the choreographers likes you <laughs> and then you go back and then you do the then you go do it with them for the whole time so that that month and a half that i was doing it i was pretty much one track minded on jersey boys and trying to portray trying to portray it as earnestly as i could and i didn't i wasn't too aware of frankie valley as a person really too too well i mean even even now i mean i i did i did my research of like watching watching several interviews with him and some live performances but i mean kind of the the person that he is is they i feel like they do an impeccable job of portraying that enough with the script in and of itself and so just diving into those words and being and making actor decisions too of like i'm going to make this decision to do this like even if this is not right that's the director's job to to push me in a different direction but <laughs> like i feel like i feel like he's saying this but i don't think he really means it um it was just it was such a blast preparing for the show it was such a blessing to be in and the group yes you you talk about the chemistry of the group it, this was this was such a fun cast to be in it's part of the joy of having smaller casts is you get to know everybody a bit more intimately and you can really form more connections with everyone. And I have, I've just everyone in the cast was so incredible. Everyone stepped up to the plate immediately. Everyone had your back in things. When one person was going through it, everyone was going through it and it was just amazingly supportive. Great, great people to be around. I did a little research when I got home that night, because okay. I was just, I was wound up anyway. I couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> and it's stunning how much the, the four main characters, the four seasons, mm -hmm. you guys resemble, actually look so much like them. <laughs> it was stunning. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Uh. Well, that wig piece, it, I, I felt I felt like him. 
in terms of the ca- the cast, uh, both performers and, and the musicians, is everyone kind of local? Are most people kind of from the general area? Yeah, yeah. Everyone is from around you. The only one that was plucked out of anywhere really was was the director um, coming from New York. But yeah, everyone. I mean, you got your people from, I think one of them, I think Micah, the guy who played uh, Nick Massey, I think he was from, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I know, I think he's from like Bismarck or like a Grand Forks, sort of like that. So I know that there, there was a couple that that swung in from out of town, but I think he lives here now. So yeah, everyone was, this was a, this was a local production. Yeah. And did you say they reached out to you that you were actually contacted to uh, play the role? Had you shown any interest or they just reached out to Dylan? I think I didn't, I didn't, I would have shown interest for sure. If I would have seen the auditions for it, but he, I, they were reaching out. I think they were just trying to solidify, solidify uh, uh, someone who can sing high. <laughs> I think that's what they were trying to do for it. And so, yeah, he he just reached out to me, and I was instantly in, instantly in. Yeah. Well, my summer I, I, my summer plans changed to Jersey Boys <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Well, everyone was just spectacular, but mm-hmm. Dylan. You you kind of took it to a, another level, mm. and I know it's a team thing, but you really took it to another level. You have an incredible voice, and um, when you started singing, and then some of those high falsetto notes were just so so sweet. Um, <laughs> Everybody's looking. Did we just hear that? Did we just hear that? <laughs> you were really really special. And folks, if you haven't seen Jersey Boys irrespective of who's putting the production together, you should go. It is, it's a story about Americana. It is a story mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how some young guys in the streets, and it could be some young guys or gals putting a band together in Seattle or Detroit Lakes or in Jersey, wherever it is. And you just never know. Mm-hmm. What what might happen in this case? They they changed the music scene in our country pretty much uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now let's just talk about you, Dylan. You you grew up in the Upper Midwest, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Uh, and if I'm wrong on that, please correct me. No, yep, that's right. Who were your influences? Who inspired you, both in terms of music? And then performing arts, in this case, musicals and theater. Um, well, it was it was interesting because I really didn't growing up. Um, my dad was a pastor, and I played in the worship band. I started off really young with a with on the drums, and it was I I, I didn't really like it then. I didn't. I wasn't really a big fan of the whole music thing. It was. Sunday, I was tired. I just wanted, <laughs> I was, I was too, I was too out of it to really appreciate the opportunity of getting to play drums in front of people. And so I was just sitting there, just, just tapping the bass and hitting the snare. And that's pretty much all I was doing. I didn't put much, put much love into it. Um, and there, <laughs> there's a funny story as there was a, I took a short musical hiatus after, <laughs> after that, because during one time, 
during after praise and worship we got done and there was like we were kind of sitting in the silence for a minute and my cousin went to the same church and he was sitting like i could see him and i would sometimes like make faces to him when i was playing and <laughs> and one time when everyone was kind of sitting there praying that their eyes are closed i'm like looking at my cousin and i pretend to hit one of the drums like super loud and then he starts giggling and so i do it again and i like pretend to do a little fill and then <laughs> and then it's dead quiet in the room and i go to hit the crash but i accidentally just slam it and so <laughs> everyone in the in the congregation just jumps a little bit and my dad he looks over at me and he gives me that eye and that's <laughs> i knew i was going to be done for a while <laughs> after that one um <laughs> And then I kind of, I kind of stuck to, I stuck to sports for the, for a while after that, um, until my friend who was in football with me at the time, this was a freshman year of high school. He, I suppose I did, I did get back into the worship music before this. And so I, I started learning how to play piano. I just taught myself chords um by ear and then i started playing for the church in in that capacity and that was really really fun for me um definitely more melodically based than rhythm based and so i started to fall in love with it that way and my buddy was like hey i'm gonna try out for the musical this fall you should do it as well and i was like oh and he was like we'll meet girls and i was like all right i'm in i'll come along and i ended up not going back to callbacks and I was, I was like i don't know this isn't this is too scary and a couple of my friends came and like picked me up they were they were upperclassmen too so they came and picked me up and they're like hey come on let's do it let's do it let's go and they drug me out of bed and brought me to the practice and um and then that's when i really that's really when i fell in love with the community of theater was just how supportive and like wonderful everyone is especially when they're all putting their hands into a product like like a, a production when everyone has has skin in the game and you all want it to go well and the directors are flying all over the place and you got the costume designers but like the, the community of just that that creative process and everyone's gears are turning it was just such a vibrant and lively place to it, I, I just felt creatively fulfilled, but then also creatively inspired by so much of what everyone else was doing and just getting to goof around and play around with people was so fun. But um, the thing that really got me set into the music, like performance and, and theater was my appendix ruptured. And so I wasn't allowed to play sports anymore. And I was bummed about it but i am so glad that happened because then i really got to focus in on because i was huge into choir i loved choir i would skip classes to go be in choir and like help with the ninth grade choir i would skip classes so i could just like go and organize her music room my, my music teacher's music room because I, I that was just that that it, was, it had part of not the same creative like aura or like it had the same community because it was the same people it had the same community and i just i'm a sucker for that that supportive creative community and i will i will drive as long as i can in that mm -hmm. on that highway <laughs> you know there's something to be said about 
you know, whether it's a play or a musical, when this group of people are spending time, let's just say it's a month, month and a half, something like that. That's a, hmm. to to get ready for the performances. Right. About spending time being in character, mm-hmm. kind of pretending to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you're in this fraternity, sorority, community kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing quite like it. Nothing, nothing. And so you you get to see people that you know from a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. They get to see you from a completely different perspective. Right. And part of that time, again, in character, being someone else, mm-hmm. there's just something about that environment that mm-hmm. connects people in a way that almost nothing else can replicate it. Right, right. It like it almost I feel like it almost like expands the horizons of the way we see this individual person is because you're seeing them out of character, out of their own character being someone else and so you and you you go you go there with them and so there's almost like this this trust that's built in this weird this weird like playland of like you're gonna go here well i'm gonna go here right with you and this is like we're gonna we're gonna riff off each other and it's the the riffing the riffing and the the bits that people come up with during shows is just is the best too because they're all so good at improv and i just love when when you're joking around with someone and they they take it with you and they you just you ride that thing until it dies <laughs> it's it's so fun it's just such a such a lively community and so so many just wonderful people totally off subject i was sharing with a dear dear friend of mine yeah other than my wife probably a person outside of my family i love more than anybody Mm. we've been in rock and roll bands together we were in plays and musicals Mm. together in fact we were both lancelot oh cool in camelot yeah i I shared with him i still have my script i still have the the entire book Mm -hmm. um with everyone's lines i Mm -hmm. i don't know why but i i still have it (laughs) And yep. that, that that's a long time ago. So if from that point on, you're saying you were hooked. You were all in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. Uh, and to answer your like your inspirations, yeah. the inspiration question, too, I would say a huge inspiration for me was my the teachers, my choir teacher, Kathy Larson, and um, the assistant director, Mark Everson, and the accompanist, Paul and Susan. They were, I mean, just just everyone in there just just cultivated. They cultivated. They cultivated. They just they saw you. They met you where you were at, and they just they did what they could to to let you shine whatever it was you wanted to show. And they they were very very inspiring in that way. And I mean, having some of the most supportive people around me too. My mother, I think, I mean, she came to she always comes to so many shows. Like if I'm, if I'm doing a show, she's going to be at the first one. She's going to be at the one in the middle. She's going to go at the end. She's going to surprise me and show up at this one. And so those, those early days, just like, it was cool to, to grab onto something and then have, have 
like my core people around me be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're just like so supportive of it. And they like held me up on things. And yeah, it was, they, the, the choir director one, she was, she was very, she's a very special case. She's a very special case. I've spent many, many, many hours just shooting the breeze with her and talking about, um, just talking about life and everything, everything outside of musical theater. And man, I just love those people to death. I love them. I love them. Mm -hmm. And um, with another thing that, that was very, very fun for me with the musical high school experience was we participated in this triple threat. Have you heard of um, Hennepin theater state trust out of Minneapolis? No. Okay, so they have I'm aware uh, of Hennepin Theater, but not mm -hmm. State Trust. They have a they have this program where they it's like youth arts. They they really focus on high school high school um performances. They'll like you can sign up to be a part, you can sign up to take a part of it, and they'll send like a representative to come to your to a performance. And well, they'll come check out a dress rehearsal and a performance. A dress rehearsal, they like go behind the scenes and see like how the how the how it's all ran from back there and then they'll they'll run they'll they'll watch the show during one of the the performances and then they'll kind of give you like a review and um if that if you do well enough in that you'll get to go to perform on the on the the state oh, where is it it's down it's in minneapolis it's a big one i don't remember the name of the stage um got three Got no, three? no, not that one. Not that one. Um, it's in the arts district. It's by that, like the high school where it's, where it's like performing arts high school. Either way, uh, the state theater, the state theater, yeah. um, where you'd get to go perform it there, like a, a section of your show or like a song from your show amongst like 20 other high schools that also got the same thing. So it's kind of like just a showcase of of Minnesota theater, and this was this was for the state of Minnesota, and we were doing Aida that year, and me I played Rodames and um, the girls playing Aida and Amneris. We all got on. We got we all got triple threat nominated, which was the singing, dancing, and acting, um, and we. We got the opportunity to audition for that process, the triple threat process, which was it was like a week long intensive of going there, and you just you sit with some some of the bigger names in Minneapolis, and you learn a a section of dance and a song, and you do all of these things, and then there's a showcase for that at the end of all of those high schools, the individual high schools performing. There was each night they would do that showcase as well and um it was the there was it was a competition at the end of that they would award um a guy and a girl from those two final threat um those triple threat things at the end of the night they would award two of them a trip to new york to go talk to their connections and just like go out they would they had a bunch of like workshops set up for you. It was kind of just like a, you just go and 
meet with a lot of we got to meet with Laura Osnes, who was Cinderella on Broadway and she played Bonnie and Bonnie and Clyde. She's a she's a Minneapolis native. And um a couple other guys, Corey Cott, he was he played in Newsies on Broadway as Jack Kelly. Um and so at the end of anyway, sorry, this is turning out to be a bit long-winded, but the triple theft process was super fun. And me and my me and Aida and Amneris at the time, we all or Amneris did not, but me and Aida ended up doing that process. And I showed up late to one of the rehearsals on accident and because I didn't know that we were having rehearsals and I thought it was just a crapshoot. I I did I was not very confident in any of this because I'm not a very strong dancer. Um, the audition process for this whole shebang, I went in to give my monologue and I completely like blacked out. I don't really remember. I did not say my monologue. I said something I because I freaked out and I did not remember <laughs> anything. So I just like kind of made something up. And for the dancing, I, I, I really am not very good at dancing. <laughs> it took me a lot of time to, to even just learn the step touches we were doing as, as Jersey boys. But somehow I made it past the the live audition pro or the taped audition process, the live audition process, and I made it to that week intensive. And at the end of that week, I ended up winning the thing and getting to go to New York and talking to to some pretty cool people and making some pretty neat connections. Um, but that was that was a that was a whirlwind in and of itself. I did I expected not to win so much that we were supposed to bring like a dress up shirt and a song to sing at a little cocktail party after the whole event i didn't bring a shirt or a song <laughs> and so immediately <laughs> after i text my mom i was like mom run to target and give me a shirt and then i borrowed one of the other guys' songs that didn't win which i feel bad about but also like i needed a song <laughs> oh man i should have asked you this right after you concluded your comments about drumming and the worship team for your dad's mm -hmm. church. Were you singing and drumming or just drumming? I was just drumming. Um, I really didn't sing too much until like that freshman year of high school. I mean, I sang, I would like, I would, a big thing that I would love doing was when I was in the, in the audience as my dad was doing praise and worship before I was a part of the band, I'd like stand next to my mom and she'd keep me out of trouble or like, like, I'm messing around too much and no, I have to sit on my hands, but she would, um, during praise and worship, she would always be harmonizing. And so I would love the way that that sounded. I'd be like, like, he's doing that, but you're doing that. That sounds, that sounds cool with that. And so I'd be obsessed with that. And so after a while I'd try to like harmonize with her, like sing along with those notes. And so singing was just, I never really considered it too much. I just, I knew it was, I mean, we had a fairly musical household, um, singing like Phantom of the Opera in the kitchen while we're doing dishes and just being loud and obnoxious, but it was fun. Um, and yeah, it was, it wasn't until, it wasn't until the freshman year of, of when I was doing the musical and my choir teacher, the director told me to try out this, like we were doing the first, the opening of the song, it was Footloose and it was the been working so hard, I'm punching my card. Mm -hmm. And those were two just individual solos for just two random people, doesn't matter. And so she had me and my buddy that convinced me to do it, stand up and sing it. And I was terrified. I was like, in front of all these people, we, 
I haven't heard anyone else do it yet. I can't. <laughs> and so I very softly, like just focused on the pitches. I very softly sang it. And I, and I noticed some people like look, looking back at me. And I was like, I don't know what that's for. And I got super nervous about all of it. But then afterwards she was like, she was like, yep, Bill, and you're going to take that first solo. And then Mason, who is my friend, you can have that other solo. So we ended up opening the show and people would come up and be like, I didn't know you could sing. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> so did you ever go back and sing in the worship praise team? Or by now you're already, which, what happens with a lot of kids as they get in high school, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, unfortunately, sometimes those things take a back burner because of all the other right. things you're doing. Did right. you ever go back and sing? I would, I would, my dad, we, he, he's retired now, but he'll still randomly go and play, um, go and play at some churches and I'll go with him and he'll, he'll usually ask me to do a song with him or like to, to take lead on a song and I'll do that. But yeah, back, I mean, back in, back in high school, cause it, it did start happening around that time where it was like, that started taking a backseat and musicals and whatnot started taking more of a forefront in my mind um i would i would do like one or two i i, I in that setting for some reason it was much more of a i just want to play like i want to i want to i want to i want to follow like i want to i want to i want to be a part of the atmosphere of this not as much as i feel the need to perform and it's i i would rather just i'd rather just like fit fit in in that specific situation yeah. i don't i don't know yeah. why the performance the performance aspect of of like praise and worship always felt weird because i always have kind of done things as a performance and less less of and that felt more like an offering kind of a thing yeah and i couldn't get in that headspace yeah. of like like i was trying to i was still just trying to sing the notes and like like make it sound as, as pretty as I could or as best as I could, or, you know, like instead of just like letting myself sink into it. So, and I could sink into it more if I was just playing the piano or like just playing the guitar, just doing the, like serving the song. Yeah. You, you know? know, and the other thing is, you know, the majority of people have no idea what the life of a preacher is really like. <laughs> the life of a pastor. They, most right. people think uh, all they do is this Sunday morning thing. <laughs> they they have no idea, right? Right. How often they're called to be involved in something, and yes, consequently, they really have. We really have no idea what it's like for the family, right? Of right. The pastor, and then when right. you're the pastor's kid, <laughs> that, you know, so yeah. to your point where your mom is making sure that you're behaving while you're in church seeing <laughs> together. So, Dylan, you uh, are a very gifted singer. I think you're a fine dancer, by the way. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I've, as I shared with you, I spent plenty of time trolling on your Instagram account, listening to anybody that sings Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> I'm going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. First yep. of all, that's one of my favorite musicians now, mm -hmm. Chris mm -hmm. Stapleton, and mm -hmm. that song's a Same. killer, a killer yeah. song. And you yeah, did a great so job. Good. By the way, who was Thank Jolene? You. Who was singing Jolene with you? 
Oh, um, in that video, I think that's was she redhead? <laughs> You're talking to a guy that has no hair. I, I rarely <laughs> pay much attention to hair. <laughs> um, I'm thinking that that was my friend Jordan McDonald. She's from uh, she's from Minneapolis. Okay, she lives in in uh, Chicago now. Nice voice. Yeah, yeah, beautiful voice. So you have the, all of these talents, and then you're also a videographer and a photographer. How how are you balancing this passion that you have for performance? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you do. I, as I watch you, I'm assuming you have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. With all the other things going on in your life, how, how do you balance that? Honestly, poorly. <laughs> um, I... I'm very, I'm very, I don't, I don't like to claim that I have ADHD. I try to like pretend that it's sort of like a superpower of like being able to hyper-focus into, into what I love. Um, because I, I do follow, I follow the wind, I follow whims. Um, and that's how I've gotten into most of these positions in the first place was just like saying yes to things and stepping into it like the the photography videography stuff that started when i was 14 my sister started a wedding photography business and her second shooter had to was having a baby or some poor excuse <laughs> just kidding um and so she came she like came up to my room she's like hey you want to make a quick 400 bucks today I was like, heck yeah, what do I got to do? She's like, just follow me around with the camera, take pictures of things. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. And so I got, I did that right away. And after that one, she like reviewed the pictures. She was like, these are actually pretty good. Do you want to do this more often? And I was like, yeah, I'm in. That was so much fun. Um, and so I I just like following, following what interests me has always kind of worked out in the means of like, I'm I'm happy. I'm doing it. You know, I'm like, I'm doing the things that I love to do. And I think that I, I'm able to do them better because I love them. And when I step into them, I'm, I'm fully, fully present in to what I am doing in this moment. That does mean that I, that all of the other things are completely not present at all, (laughs) which (laughs) can be problematic when all of a sudden they need to be. And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I can switch into the mindset, but I, I just, my, I have a, I put everything in the calendar and I, I just make sure that I'm, I'm sticking to, to what I've gotten written down. Cause it, it I, it is quite a bit. I mean, doing la I mean, last summer I was also doing like wedding DJing. And so it was bouncing between video editing to, to going and taking pictures of someone's like family, family engagement to, doing a quinceanera to going to a DJing a wedding. And it was, I, it's, it's, it can get a little bit, it can get a little bit jostling, but at the same time, I love it. I live for it because it keeps everything so different. It keeps everything so, so open-ended and not, not absolute. I've, I've, I'm, I honestly am a huge fan of change. I'm a huge fan of things going differently. I, have I, I tend to get complacent with with habits. And I mean there's there's like the there's the good habits of you know like working out, eating healthy. But then there's also the habits of like just coming home every day after work and doing the same thing and not really having 
any, and I can fall into those slumps of like not having a creative project or not having something to like scratch that itch. And I just fall into sort of like a, like I can, I'll just sleep all day (laughs) and not do anything. But as long as I have, as long as I'm keeping that creative fire alive somehow, whether it be video, photo, writing, recording, drawing, like just really anything that I am, I get to, I, I get to create, I get to cultivate, I get to use those creative decision-making muscles. I am as happy as a clam. Hmm. So what you're saying is that life for all of us mm-hmm. at times is routine mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. However, there are times we, 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 we don't mind it being disrupted. If right. there's a change yeah. that we're, we're supportive of, in your case, it's, Musician for hire, a performance, a musical, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. By the way, tell me more about the musician for hire. You, I saw that somewhere on your Instagram. I think. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that works and how people go about hiring Dylan, the musician for hire. So a lot of them, a lot of them will reach out uh, via Instagram. They'll just DM me and ask. Um, I've done. I've done a number of things. I've done. A few of my favorite is I sang for like a, I sang at a wedding. It was like a cocktail hour thing. So it was in between the DJ getting there and the ceremony. So it was like that, that like when they're off taking pictures and you're in the reception hall, just waiting, I got to like set up my, my, my amp and just start like playing tunes for people. And it it was a, it was engaging. I think more people should do that. Not just because I'll have more opportunities to do it, but because it was just a great involvement for those people. Um, or I'll have, I've done, um, I did this, like I did a one-year-old's birthday party. That was super fun. That was great. Cause I'm just singing row, row, row your boat. And everyone's so happy, but it was great. It was like way too early to be singing. It was like 7 a.m. They hired me to get there. But I, I got up, I, I got up at six and I started warming up, warming up the pipes and <clears throat> getting there. And that was a blast. It's always fun talking to these people. But other than that, I'm just I'm going around doing gigs, getting getting places locked down to to try to make this this full time. And it's it's fun because down in Arizona, specifically, the busking laws down there are. There are none like you can just set up anywhere and just start playing. And when I was down there, I was making like 30 bucks an hour just busking. And it was it was incredible. I was I. I. I look forward to snowboarding down there again this next winter <laughs> to start doing that again. Um, Are you saying there's not a lot of busking during this middle of the summer down in Arizona? <laughs> not Probably too not. much. <laughs> Unless you got a really big hat that can okay. completely shade you. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you balance um, you know, the work you do with your sister Mm-hmm. Who is more geo? Now is she in Fargo, Moorhead, Detroit Lakes, or where is she located? She's in she's in Park Rapids, and okay. yeah, so she's but she's she bounces around from Detroit Lakes to to she yeah goes back and forth from there. So when you're up here during this mm-hmm. time of year mm-hmm. and she needs help, you're also working with your sister, right? Right, uh, yeah. So on the horizon for 
performances, not the busking or the music. I, I'm mm-hmm. terms of theater, musicals. Is, is is there anything in the future that you can tell us about? Um, there is a. I know that. I mean, I've I've heard word, and I'm I'm excited to to audition for it. But in Detroit Lakes at the Home Center, the community center there, um, my my old theater director who retired a few years ago got asked to help them with their program and get get a do a show with them and they're thinking i don't know if i can i can i don't know if i can say what they're thinking of doing but um but she's she's back in she's she's getting back into musical theaters and i'm so excited i i think i might audition for that one um just to just to get the pleasure of working with her again and I think now, that, that I think. Sorry to interrupt. So, is that something go. that could possibly happen this summer or this fall? Yes. Okay. Yep. And I think the the performances will be in the beginning of October. Okay. So, like the fourth, fifth around there. I think it's it's, it's going to be a short run. It's going to be a short run. Um, it's just four performances, I think. Um, but I. I I, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that I'm thinking I want to I want to shoot for that one and just be in that in the capacity that I can because I love her dearly I love I love the the team that she brings with her. Now where um, where would those performances be? Is it do they use the old pavilion for any of that kind of thing, or is there a performance center somewhere cool. in Detroit Lakes? There there is a performance center in Detroit Lakes. Um, it's at the Holmes Community it's at the Holmes community center, the DLCCC, the Detroit lakes community center or cultural community center. Um, they got a big stage. They got a big stage in there. Beautiful, beautiful auditorium. Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's a, it's, where is it by? It's kind of by the, the mall sort of the West acres or not West acres. That's not in Detroit lakes. Um, Washington square mall it's it's sort of right by there police station okay. yeah. and there's the big community center well you'll have to keep me posted on that and we could we can share that that information yeah now with regards to places people should go to follow your activity and or to communicate with you either for dylan musician for hire or, or whatever where and we'll put all this stuff on mikeseminary.com and of course mm-hmm. it'll be in the podcast where, where should people go to follow you dylan i would say instagram is probably your best bet um for some reason i just got a i just got an email today saying that my my music page for facebook was deleted and i don't like it was they're saying it suspended for something but i don't I don't know. So I'll have to look into that a little bit, but um, my, my Instagram is probably the best place and that's Sperlin, the music S P U R L I N. And then just the music. And there I keep updated. Uh, I'll put up when I'm going to be performing somewhere. I, I know I, I perform frequently in the summer at uh, blackboard and Vergas. That's a, that's a really really good place to eat that is if you're not coming for me come for the food because it is <laughs> it is fantastic good food out there and the name of it again blackboard yep blackboard 
It's very, very good. I'll, I'll, I usually try to dip out there once a week. Um, they got another, they have another musician that, that goes out there too. I, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he is phenomenal. He's Thursday nights. I recommend him as well. Um, but then, I mean, yeah, you can either DM me or I believe my email is connected to that account on Instagram. So you can, you can email me that way. You can direct message me. I'm going to try to get that Facebook thing figured out because I don't know what, I don't know why that got suspended, but uh. Was Jersey Boys your favorite performance during the course of your career? I, it'd be hard to top it. It'd be hard to top it. I mean, there was so many moments in that show where I was just like, man, it's just surreal. Like, I'm, I get to do this. Like, this, this stage direction is for me. <laughs> like, I get to go sing Can't Take My Eyes Off of You on stage, you know? Like I'm getting to sing Sherry. I'm like, and the, the, the one thing that I loved so much about, about those moments was like the blend that, that us four guys genuinely made was, was tight. It sounded oh. like, oh. like, like <laughs> at the end, at the end in Frankie's monologue, when he's saying that first time we made that sound, our sound, like I would, I would think back to like the beginning rehearsal days of like the first times we were making that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. That's a good, that's a good chord. I mean, and it's, it's, it's a testament to Bob Gaudio's writing and Nick Massey's like arrangement abilities of just these like infectious earworms that just, that they scratch all the right places in your brain when you're hearing these, like these amazing, like almost, almost barbershop but not quite barbershop almost big band but not quite big band almost jazzy but not quite jazzy it, it's it all kind of funnels into this rock this rock front of like just just soul music that just oh oh my gosh were you, were you ever able to hear the crowd sing along could you hear them no i couldn't i mean it was it was tough on that stage it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting stage because we you can't really hear much off off of the stage besides the the guys revving their engines in the parking oh, yeah. garage <laughs> you can hear them pretty well yep <laughs> but I, I i every now and then i mean laughs were even difficult because we were like at first we were like are people not are people not laughing at some of these at the jokes and we started like kind of like peeking over the little the little curtain and like trying to not the curtain but the little sets we have like peeking at people and like no they're laughing they're laughing yeah. okay we're good we're good but you couldn't, we didn't get much, much. I think it was because I don't even know why, but. But it's out, outdoors, I imagine, and the sound's going mm -hmm. up. Right, and, right. And they're far enough away. By the way, before I forget, can't take my eyes off of you. Was that the song no one wanted to play? Yeah, yeah, that was the art song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it sold how many million? Right, three million. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Right, yeah, yeah. Everyone sings along on that song. Everyone. Right. It's, it's such a good song. It's a, I don't I it's interesting how someone could, especially after the the string of hits that the four seasons had brought them like continuously, like they just hit her after just home run after home run after home run. They bring them that one, and then all of a sudden they're like, nah. I mean, that just makes no sense to me. It makes I mean, no it, sense to me. And of all the songs they did. Again, it's one you can sing along. Most mm -hmm. of them you can't. I mean, because right. you just you, you, 
cherry. I mean, come on, right. how, sing along with that without hurting yourself. <laughs> Seriously, without straining a muscle. <laughs> well, Dylan, I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm thank you so much. I'm having so much fun visiting with you. And again, you are an incredibly talented guy, and you were a part of a cast that that maybe the the talent just oozed off of the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was the four main mm-hmm. uh, characters, all the supporting, and then the musicians, they were just killers. Right, right, right. Magic wand question. Yes. If you could wave a magic wand over the heads. A primarily young people that are thinking maybe just like you did at one point in time. No, I can't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't want to potentially embarrass myself. Sure. What's the one thing you want them to know about taking the chance, taking the risk? Honestly, the embarrassment, like the, because the like. I have embarrassed myself. I have embarrassed myself, but I am, I don't regret embarrassing myself at all. Like I, because the, the steps forward taken on, on those moments, the, like the growth that you experience personally and like emotionally, but also with whatever art you are putting out there to quote unquote, embarrass yourself with, it is, it is always, it's, it is worth it. It is so worth it because you're going to embarrass yourself no matter what in life, you know, like you're going to do things that are set and you can, you can play it safe. You can play it safe, but specifically with the performance aspect, like there is nothing like, like putting yourself out there and getting it to the, to the point where it is, There's there's just a, there's an anxiety with it. Of course, there's the embarrassment. There's all the there's all these negative feelings that are are like fluttering in front of your face. But if you just like if you just walk through it, if you just if you still do the thing, if you because I've always been told of like the mindset of like if you're scared of something, run towards it. Like like get into it because that's where growth is. That's where that's where progression is made and. Honestly, I didn't have that mindset back then, but I was just kind of forced into it by my friends. But I'm so glad. Also, the the community they they will help you through it. Like there's there's nothing embarrassing about about theater. I've come to realize because it's all just people, like, just trying trying stuff. Like just just doing things. And and yeah, you're gonna do some things where you're like, okay, that did not work. <laughs> like very clearly. But like, there was this collaborative. Um, I was watching this this um interview on like this guy who's like a collaborator i think it was a it was a rick rubin type but he was he was saying something along the lines of don't like when it comes to collaboration it's not about judging the bad ideas it's about cultivating the bad ideas and bringing them to a good spot of like it's not like oh my gosh that's a like that's a horrible lyric in a song you can't like that's so stupid but there's a kernel of it that's not there's a kernel of there that that can be cultivated into something that is meaning what what you're meaning okay long-winded answer i'm sorry my no, my short great. my short form answer for it is step towards it like don't don't shy away from what you're scared of because that you're scared like it's 
it's just excitement misplaced. It's, it's excitement for what you're doing put through a lens of I could fail instead of excitement of what you are doing put through the lens of I get to do this. Like I, I get the opportunity to try this thing and to, to put myself out there because putting yourself out there is lovely. You, you connect with people, you, you get to have people connect with you. I mean, that's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely feeling. Dylan, you're really a special guy. Um, I want to thank you for taking time to join me and thank you for sharing your gifts um, of theater and performance and your incredible singing talents. You know, the thing about art, the thing about performing arts, they say something about a community that only performing arts and music, only only they can say that. Mm-hmm. Words can't say what the performance of your entire cast said the night mm-hmm. I saw Jersey Boys. Words can't say what you did in your freshman year in high school with your friends mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. went and tried out. There's just mm-hmm. something about that part of our culture yeah. that, that is so important. And in many ways, that's what will be remembered. Right. Because of the way it struck responsive chords for people. And here's an example. I posted yesterday about a concert experience I had in 1971. Mm -hmm. When I saw... Rod Stewart and the Faces, Southern Comfort, and Deep Purple Mm. at the Mm. Armory in Minneapolis. Mm. That's also the same year I would, along with my friend Bill, we would share the role of Lancelot Mm. in Camelot. Mm -hmm. Those musical performances Mm -hmm. that I just mentioned, because Camelot was a musical, right? Right. Those things... I will remember for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. especially when I hear the song. Yes. If I, if I hear, if ever I would leave you, if I hear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, every picture tells the story or Maggie May. Mm-hmm. When Now when I hear mm-hmm. Sherry or any one of the Frankie Valli and Four Seasons songs, I'm going to think mm-hmm. about them, but I'm also going to think about you. Oh, hot dog. And the cast that I saw just a couple weeks ago in West Fargo, North Dakota. You guys just knocked it out of the park, Dylan. You really did. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot. Well, you have a great one. Thanks so much. Um, nothing wrong with going back to drumming the worship team either, by the way. You could you could always do that. You could. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's music. It's, hey, if I'm scared of it, I should run towards it, huh? All right. Dylan, take good care. Thank you so much. <laughs> you too, Mike. Appreciate you. Bye.